Welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is episode number 32. I'm joined by co-host Austin Zamhariri. Our guest this week is Mary J. How's everybody doing? Well, how are y'all? Wonderful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, the allergies have kicked my ass so hard that I got bronchitis from it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I went to the doctor yesterday. I was like, I can't deal with this. Wow. <laughs> so I'm in... I look cheerful. Yesterday, I did not look this cheerful. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, the allergies have been absolutely insane. Uh, even when we were in El Paso, like, it was crazy. So, it's, it's Texas. Fun. I've never had eye allergies, and I had to go for, like, a, I have glaucoma, and I had to go for my six-month testing. And my eyes were so gritty today. I was like, what the fuck? And the doctor's like, oh, no, you have severe eye allergies. I was like, when the fuck did this come around? They're like, oh, no, it's Texas. It's all the little pollens and stuff. So this is the first year I've ever had that. I, it's crazy. So it was so bad. It was so bad today that I went out front with my wife to sit down and we were discussing something and she handed me her phone and I have to look up and I thought it was like drizzling. And I looked closely and I realized, no, that is pollen falling off the trees. And then within the time I looked up from the phone and looked back down, there was like this coat on the screen. You could see it. And I was like, oh, hell no. That's what we're bringing. <laughs> I went inside. I got one of my one of my COVID masks. I was like, I'm putting this bastard back on now. Tell us you how, I washed my car three times already. How, well, how hot is it in Austin right now, y'all? Shit, over here we're about ninety eight. It's pretty hot over here. I'm on slaughter, so it's south. We uh, oh, I'm near you then. We we talked oh. hundred degrees today in Ooh. April. That's in oh. April. Well, we had that ninety degree weather. Was it like a week ago or two weeks ago? I said, oh fuck, I'm not ready for summer. Here it comes. Well, <sighs> I can't, we never get a fall or a spring. It's always Ghost. super hot, cold. <laughs> Well, I was looking at the weather for the rest of the week. Today's supposed to be like super hot. Tomorrow's was like high 75 and then it kind of goes down and the end of the week thunderstorms. I'm like, make up your mind. Make up your mind. We're supposed to have right. last night. I was preparing all the animals with CBD, getting everybody in the household ready and then nothing. I was like, oh God, I drugged everybody for no, well, they all slept. We got hail last night. We had hail and like crazy thunderstorms that came through and then like shot up to a hundred degrees today. It was like, I hate this place sometimes. <laughs> I'm telling you, trying to keep this hair down. It's the the, the humidity is is where it's at. It's you, I, you I love the green. The you. green is is fantastic. Thank you. I just redid it last night, so thank you. So, Jay, yes. Mary Jay, um, real quick, give us uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, little little bio, you know, biography. How you kind of got into this space? Give us the lowdown. Definitely. Hello, everybody. I am Jay with Mary Jay. Um, I, we are located in Austin, Texas. We've been here since 2017. I can't believe that. We're celebrating five years in October. Um, we're Texas' most inclusive cannabis dispensary. Um, we are the modern cannabis dispensary. And I'm, what I mean by that is we are very forward thinking with our displays, our products, um, 
how you're treated when you come in, your experience. We are two females of color, women-owned, queer couple. Um, I want to say the only in Texas, which is crazy. I've had a lot of talks with people and they're like, I want to say you're the only like queer of color and women-owned. I'm like, check, check, check. So that is us. Um, come see us. We're located on South Lamar, 2110 South Lamar. And um, definitely come see us for 420. We're having some special, special events. I can't wait to share. So... Yes, that is me. <laughs> we're we're glad to have you. What's funny is I tell people like I remember her from before this. And people are like, What do you mean you know her from before this? And I'm like, she, you used to work at what was it's still known as the adult yeah. megaplex. And you were, I believe oh, yeah. you, you were a manager over there, if I remember correctly. I was. And I'm very proud of it. Like people ask like, where's your background come from when you say you've been in the cannabis space over 10 years? And I'm like, an adult store. And there's like, oh, and I was oh. like, but no, not like that. I did, you know, I, it's funny how I got the job. My dad and I were coming back from a doctor's appointment and he's like, you should apply there. And I'm like, yeah, let's go in. And I got an application. They fucking hired me on spot. And so I fell in love with it. And unfortunately the person running the um, glass smoke shop area, it was like one little case, he got let go. And they said, hey, do you wanna take it over? And I said, well, yeah, what do I do? And they said, we're gonna send you to a trade show and just buy some shit and bring it back and then like sell it. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went to my first trade show in Denver, it was Champs and I fell in love. I found my people and I'm like, this is where I was supposed to be. Are you kidding me? I can fucking travel around and buy fucking cool shit and bring it back and people get to buy it. Like, and I get to tell them about it and show them. So I fell in love and yes, I was a manager and a buyer for the adult side and the smoke shop side, but the smoke shop side, that one case turned into 13 cases and that 13 cases turned into buying for all 16 megaplexes. So I did that for quite some time. And then through that time, my father was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer and cirrhosis of the liver. So I was his caregiver as well. And, uh, Unfortunately, he passed uh, from cirrhosis and the um, cancer. And at his ending stage, he's like, "You promise you'll share cannabis or like you'll share weed with people like me?" It's like, "Sure, Dad, I'll share. I'll share weed with people." He's like, "You promise though? Like people that can't get it, they don't know anything about it, don't even know how to use it. Look what it did for me. Like you promise?" And I said, "Sure, I promise." Right? And um, Francisca, my partner of the shop partner of eight years we just celebrated eight years eight year anniversary yesterday she said I think you should sell the house your dad left you and I think you should open a shop and do it for yourself and truly like honor his word and I said hell no my dad says don't you ever sell this house I'm leaving you it's the American dream he left my brother a house and me a house and they worked their lives for those two houses and they said we want you guys to be set up so please hold on to it and don't ever sell it and so uh you know, something in me said, I think I can help people. I think I am the one that can take them on their cannabis journey, just like I did my father and show them a beautiful world. And so that's, I, that's what I did. We sold the house, everything in it. And it wasn't that easy. I swear my dad was coming back to haunt me. Uh, the day we were selling the house, the minute we were signing, a car ran through the house. A fucking car ran through the kitchen. Oh, snap. And I thought, yeah, y'all, a car. I have a video. I'm going to do a story about it one day, but it gets me because it literally financially, it took everything Franciscan I had. We had borrowed from our jobs, our friends, our family to get the house running and up to sell. And so when the car ran through it, uh, it was just very disheartening. But 
by the grace of somebody, uh, insurance kicked in, a couple came and they said, hey, if you can get this house fixed before the first when our interest rates go up, we'll buy the house and we offer you 10,000 more. I'm like, are you kidding me? So the insurance company said, we got you. We got you. Blessing in disguise. Oh, so the house was sold and we traveled for a year. We quit our jobs completely and traveled for a year to meet all these amazing people in the community um, in their states and learn about their products, their passion and bring it back to our people and bring it back to Mary J. So I can give them a full experience. Did you did you grow up in Austin? No. uh, Well, yeah. Yes and no. So originally I'm from where everybody hates California. (laughs) Y'all, but I I've been here since 89. So I claim Texas, you know what I mean? I really do. I went through the schooling system in Lockhart. I graduated in Lockhart. Um, when my dad was starting to get real on and off, started started to become sick, the traveling from Lockhart to Austin to San Marcos to Health, Lucerville, it was just very uh, drained me. So I told him if we can move to Austin and make it hub, and that way we can have an easier, and your domain doctors are in Austin. So we moved to Austin and we've been here shit since the early 2000s. So I've seen it grow from where our house only sold. It was country. And now there's a Whole Foods and a track and all kinds of stuff. So and I it's not stop time. growing. No, it's not. Like everywhere I turn, I'll, we were in the east side earlier and I was like, where the fuck? This was a parking lot. Where is all this building? It is crazy. You You probably remember then. That South Park Meadows wasn't a strip mall and Walmart. It was a farm called South Park Meadows. Um, There was, because you said you're on Lamar, the Alamo Draft House on Lamar was the draft house and just the parking lot. And now what used to be a parking lot is a bunch of businesses and apartment complexes. Crazy. You've seen it. I know to see it all change. So that was like our therapy for my dad for him. He needed to go walk. And so we would come up to Austin and we would go to all these cute little boutiques and like Austin stores. And he let me shop and look at the displays and walk around while he would walk with me and just, you know, we get high and just walk around and shop basically. And so that's what was our thing. And he said, one day you're going to own a shop like this and I'm going to sit here and it's going to be so fun. I'm like, sure, sure. You know, one day knowing that my future was taking care of him. So it's crazy though. The shop did come about. He did. Well, he wasn't lying. It's a beautiful manifestation, almost serendipitous, right? Like it's like his spirit is in the shop. It sounds like. Dude. So when we first opened, I got to tell you real quick, these two ladies tripped me the fuck out. So these two older women came in the shop and they're just hacking, just gagging. And I'm like, hi ladies, how's it going? They're like, girl, do you hear him out front? And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, is there some bomb at the bus stop? I'm like, what the hell? So I'm looking out front. I don't see anything. I open the door. I don't hear anything. I'm like, they crazy. So I'm seeing them looking at it. I'm like, how's it going? I was like, who are you talking about? Do I need to go ask somebody to leave? They're like, oh, no, no, no. There's an older gentleman on the top of your building screaming, look at my daughter. She's here. Look, come see her. She's got weed. I was like, okay okay and they're like so yeah we're like we're mediums and we we hear and see things and there's an older gentleman on your roof just proud as can be yelling to the world come see my daughter and I did not tell them anything I was like wow thank you for that and then when I went to the back I was just like what the fuck I know he's here he's been on every bit of the journey all the way I'm telling you if he was here still here he would be sitting in the front in a rolly chair fucking smoking his mom being like you want to smoke and I'll tell him you can't do that here like it's that's that's You're giving it. me so much hope, Jay, because I'm a father of three daughters, and yes. like, I I like feel like I'm your dad. <laughs> yes, no, trust me and my dad, best friends, dude, best friends. Like he was an alcoholic, and I and I told him, 
you promise you'll know you won't lie to me. And he's like, I'll always be an alcoholic. I promise that I'm gonna try the hardest and not to to fall back, but I probably will because I think this is who I always will be. I was like, thank you for being real 100 with me. This is like the first person in my life that's ever been like real 100. And you know what? He did slip and we had those moments and I was there for him, but he was very honest with me and we could just talk about anything. And so when it came to cannabis, I was always in trouble with him. I always got in trouble when I was younger. And so when I saw that it was helping me with pain and I knew what it was doing for me and I knew what it could do for him. When he was at the point where he was so fucking frail, he was falling all the time and we were having to take him to the hospital. I felt like every other week and I, he wasn't eating. And I was like, God, please let, let us show you something, me and my brother. And he's like, fine, I'm dying. Anyways, show me. Right. And so we rolled a first joint and I remember showing him, this is what you do. And we smoke it. And he smoked a few hits and he's like, I don't feel good. I was like, fuck, I fucked him up. Right. Because he's on like 15 medications. And so I said, dad, let me lay you down. I'll come back and check on you. 20 minutes later, I come back and check on him. I'm like, dad, are you okay? And he's like, can we get some Sonic slushes and some chili cheese dogs? And I'm like, oh, fuck. you can have whatever you want. So I went and got food, came back. And I said, did you want to smoke again? I was like, that's what we do. We smoke before and after we eat, if you want to. And he's like, yeah. I said, this time we're going to use a bong. So I showed him, we loaded it. He hit it. He's like, oh, I like this one. I said, definitely. Y'all, he ate all that shit. We watched Waterboy from start to finish, which was not a thing. He would always have to lay down. He wasn't feeling well. So to be able to do that, we created a monster with him. Y'all, he gained weight. We went to the doctors. And I remember one day it was like six doctors in a row. And they were like, Jay, what are you doing with him? Because he's like gained weight and he looks really good. And I'm like, fuck, right? And then I leave and I tell dad, they're asking why you're gaining weight. Well, tell them, honey, it's the weed. And I'm like, dad, you can't, I don't, will they take you from me? Like I was 20, right? I was like, will they take you from me? I don't know. Like, what do I fucking, what do I say? He's like, just tell them the truth. Maybe it'll help other people like me. Promise, like tell them. So I fucking told each doctor that day. I introduced cannabis to him and they said, Jay, quality of life. Look at him. I cannot tell you yes or no. I can't say good or bad. I said, quality of life. We'll sign his drug test so he can still get his medicine. Just quality of life. Look what you're doing with him. Quality of life. That's all we're going to tell you. Every doctor that day told me quality of life. And so for that, like, and then my dad giving me permission, he's like, I'm sorry, you always got in trouble. Like, please go and help the world. It was like telling me it's okay to be a fucking stoner. It's okay to be who I am. I'm a productive stoner. I smoke all the time. I smoke all the goddamn time, every 30 minutes, every hour, y'all. I have nerve damage and I own a business and life is stressful. And so I can do that and I can still function. And that was, he gave me the okay to do that. So I give you hope, definitely for your girls. Beautiful story. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry over here. (sighs) We're gonna go into our, we're gonna go into our first sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, joined by co-host Austin Zamuary. Our guest this week is Mary J. This is episode 32. We will be right back after these messages. Austinite Cannabis Company is an Austin, Texas, locally owned and family operated producer and seller of handcrafted cannabis products 
such as CBD, CBG, CBN, and Delta 8 made from hemp in Austin, Texas. Their selection of products includes beauty products, concentrates, edibles, merch, pet supplies, pre-rolls, tinctures, topicals, and accessories. For more information, visit austinitecannabis.co or you can visit their storefront location at 2009 East Cesar Chavez Street in Austin, Texas. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Broadcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their product's quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome to the Bat to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, joined by co-host Austin Zamwari, who's doing his police dance over there. This is episode 32, here with guest Mary J. She's telling us this great story about her dad and condolences to her, her loss with her father. And uh, I can, I can we, me and Austin can both understand that's a very, a very tough thing to get through. But you know that you said he's there. You've got his blessing. He's asked you to do something. You're fulfilling that. You're making it happen. You're helping people. And that's really what matters. So I, I, there's something. When we go through our next break, I'll bring it back. I wonder if you remember this product you used to sell over when you were with the adult Megaplex. Because the main reason I pretty much went over there was it had pipes and they had grinders and whatever else accessories and well it's true it's 24 7 let's say 24-7 and um the prices were better than planet k <laughs> but i have a grinder that i bought at your recommendation that you you, you said you went to like a trade show that, that they showed you this grinder and you're like this is the like the best grinder i've seen and you got to try it out it was called instagrind and I think I paid maybe like 18 bucks for it and I still have the thing and it works fantastic I can't find anybody else who sells them anymore to like even recommend it I haven't seen them in forever it's crazy to say that but you know what there's great quality at every price point and I know that for sure let me lose I'll find it I wish I wish we could find that that grinder that company again because that's 18 bucks. I haven't had 
I've bought like $50 grinders that are just absolute garbage. I've been there. Trust me. That's all I do is R&D. I get stuff. I get onesies from all over the place. And I'm always testing shit out. I feel every week I'm testing out a new grinder, pipe, vape, like you name it. I know. It's hard. Hard to find good ones. Real quick, Jesse, can you turn the volume down a little on the... Oh, there we go. Perfect. Uh, real quick, Jay, I wanted to ask you, uh, and maybe as we transition here uh, into more of the business side of <laughs> of running a, a cannabis shop in, in a place like Texas, which mm-hmm. is still um, it is still a little bit behind a lot of other states when it comes to uh, cannabis. I like to call it liberation. Yeah. Uh, what, maybe when you first got involved, what were some of the challenges that you experienced when you started this endeavor, uh, this dream to open up a cannabis shop in, in Austin, Texas? I'm going to tell you the number one challenge we had, and I did not think this was going to be it, was finding an actual building. I thought it was going to be like credit card processors and uh, like furnishing people and like all this. No, it was finding a building. We had gone to the east side. We had gone to several places we were looking at that are actually like smoke shops now, which is crazy to see. Um, but a lot of people uh, at that time were like, and it's funny you say Planet K, uh, Jesse, because they said, we don't want a Planet K. Sorry. And wow. that shit tripped me out because, y'all, when I came, when we came with this, like I said, we got one chance to do this right. What's in our head? We really have one chance to come out with it. We can upgrade it always, but we really got to come out with it right. And so for that design, we hired a design team. We hired a fabricator. We hired a whole team that was behind us. And so we had a whole port- visual portfolio of what we were going to look like. Like we had, it was gorgeous, like it, everything. And every single place landlord that we went to were like, no, we don't want a planet K. You're actually going to bring down the value of our property. We don't want that riffraff around here. We don't want that clientele around us because they're probably going to have a lot of loitering and people breaking into things. I'm like, wow, that's what you think of us. That's what you think of me. Cause you're basically saying that's, that's wow. Like it was, it was so six, you were, eight months. You were, you, were, you were having to come in and like immediately try to break a stigma from an industrial. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Yeah. Cause the first thing, uh, Cause like we came up with the name Mary J. Right. But then we needed something behind it. Cause people I knew were not going to know what it is unless they kind of knew. And so we came up with smoke culture and by throwing that in there, we threw ourselves in the realm of a smoke shop. And the first thing people think of was the planet K. So breaking the, yeah, we had that right away. Hell before they even saw us, before they saw our business plan, before they saw our digital, like anything, they, they are, it was already like, no, when we came to me. So it was just like, some people gave us the favor and said no on the phone, but other people, we did meet with them and they were just like, Mm-mm, no, no, it's going to be a planet K. We don't want that. I'm like, but it's not a planet K. I promise you that it's something totally different. They're like, sure. We've seen different. That's Oat Willie's. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's, it's something different. It's different. So the hard, I think the biggest challenge was, was a space to find a space and how we got our space uh, was by accident. Honestly, our designers knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody and they're like, Hey, yeah, his space is open. And I don't know if he's cool with cannabis. And we met with him. He's like, I fucking love weed. I love what y'all are doing. I love that you're women. I love that you're of color. He's like, and queer. My girls are like of the same. He's like, I want to show them that anything's possible. Fuck. Yeah. What do y'all need? Like what's going on? And so 
thank goodness for Charlie. He's the one that got us into where we're at. So I yeah. I wonder how much because like when I go around Planet K's in Austin, it's not like I see a bunch of people loitering yeah, as they would suspect. I feel safe going into them. So why I'm like when they said that, I was just like, wow. Is it the clientele that you're gonna bring around here is not what we want? I'm like, you don't want women and like cool people? Like, okay, I guess. Whatever. I think they were afraid that people are gonna go in buy like a pre-roll something uh, or another and that they were going to immediately walk like behind the building and start consuming. But even, I don't even see that at planet K. I don't see people going out to their cars trying to light up. Never. I've never seen that. I've been, I should go almost every other day getting wraps and papers and things. It's crazy. And you know what? That stigma did follow us into the place that we're at now. I had like the first week we were open Everybody in the building, like that worked there, would come and they wouldn't tell us that they worked in the building, but they would come shop and like make their round a little circle or whatever. And uh, a few of them from the restaurant and Bird's Barber Shop came in and they were like, Hey, so we're from the building and we want to be honest with you. We're like, What's up? And they're like, Okay, so nobody wanted you here. Charlie told us that y'all were coming in. It was two females that owned a smoke shop. And we were all against it and we fought it. We had a meeting. We were trying to like kick you like out. We didn't want y'all here. And we're sorry because you guys are awesome. And this place is not what we thought. And y'all are bringing people to our places. So we're sorry. I was like, what? Y'all even thought that? They're like, yes. We literally thought he was bringing in a Planet K. You know, real like that's what's amazing. And when we talk about breaking the stigma yes we're not just talking about you know in our everyday lives we're really talking about you know in, from an industry standpoint too because and you bring up a, a great point in in going into an endeavor and being surrounded by other businesses um you got to change those minds too and yeah. and i love i love that you were able to go in there and not just not just change minds but like thrive and and, and make believers out of business you know individuals which is just it's the dream it really is y'all like when we first opened that first year we had like the owner of joe's coffee shop coming in like how do i get in the space what do i do can we collab i had someone from whole foods like a high up person come in can we sit down and take some of your time and see like how to do this i'm like i'm just a bitch trying to figure it out too like i don't do consultations i'm just starting like oh Good luck. Go what's within your heart and what you're passionate about. That's honestly every step of the way has been what's in here and how I feel. I don't fit the norm. I don't stay in a box. I've marched to the beat of my own drum. Very different. And if you vibe with it, you vibe with it. And so that's, I think, what's really kept us here and going. Something I something I noticed today that goes along with that. And I went through my mind today. Um, maybe it's a, it, it's a sign was that it tends to be the people in this space that we all wanted to be part of something and we couldn't find what to be a part of. So we decided, Hey, we're going to blaze our own path. Fuck yeah. Blaze our own trail. It's so true. I knew if we opened, it was like the way we were opening with the design of it and how we were coming with it. It's always what I had ma- imagined walking into when I walk into a shop, I was really hoping one day I could find something. And when we traveled, we were looking for that. Well, 
smoke shop and dispensary, could never find it in one place. So to be able to present it to the world and have people come in and still to this day, girls will come in. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that gold? Is this pink? Oh my, is that a fucking flower? What the hell? Where am I? Is this smokable? I'm like, yes, bitch, come in. You found home. Like, yeah. Like it excites me every day because we did blaze our own trail. I'm not the norm. I'm a woman of color. I'm a big bitch. Like I'm tattooed. I, I'm very, very different, but I am safe and I'm a home, I'm a home base for anybody that wants to learn cannabis. And so to be able to have people that vibe with me and like really love it and dig it the way I do, my heart is full, 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 full. Would you say you're living a dream right now? Fuck yeah. Did I ever think that I would be doing this? Hell no. Hell no. Are you kidding me? I thought I'd always be working for someone and be happy and just doing that because I just love helping people. But the fact that I get to call the shots, come up with ideas and dream and then like do it and then people get to enjoy it. I get to share it with them. Oh, it's like I'm, it's like I'm with my dad. I tell people when you walk through my doors, you truly are my family. Bitch, you're my best friend. You know what I'm saying? You really are. Like when they come to the shop, I'm like, tell me your lifestyle. Let's do this. I got you. And, and not just that, but like in our experience, every time that we've come in, obviously you got a lot going on. So you're not at the front counter 24 yeah. seven. Right. So we've come in and we've experienced, you know, your brother, your partner, different yeah. people, but every time yeah. we come in and it's just love lights everywhere. Cool. The coolest products, the, the coolest glass, the coolest, yeah. um, smokables, you know, bomb incense, like, you, uh, like pop really in our, our travels across the state. Houston, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth. There's not another shop like it. I'll be honest with you. You hit my heart. Thank you. Thank you. you. That means a lot. Like, truly, like I said, everything we do is in our hearts. Like, every move that we make, like, every update that we do, like, it's just in our hearts. And it's like, I only want the best for for you guys, like, for my community. That is it. Like, I am here for you. Let me go through all the R&D. Let me get sick. Let me go through the bullshit to present you the best. Because I want you to have a good life and a good time. I want to take care of you like I did my dad. I am an empath. And my life's purpose is to take care of people. And so I am a nurturer. I want you to come in and learn. I'm going to nurture you. And you're going to go. And you're going to grow. And you're going to teach all your loved ones. And that's what I do. So organic. I love it. You belong <laughs> in the cannabis community. It's amazing. I- Y'all, I've lived it my whole life. I'm, I turned 44 on 422. What? Yes, my birthday is on 422 on Earth Day. And I've been in this, I've been this lifestyle before I should have, right? And so I've been doing this cannabis thing a long time. And I've gone through it all. And I've been through all the errors. And I respect it all. And I love it all. And I just want to share it. Like, that is literally it. Well, we're going to go into our next sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, joined by co-host Austin Zamorari. Our guest this week is Mary J. We will be right back after these messages. Austin. 
Austinite Cannabis Company is an Austin, Texas, locally owned and family operated producer and seller of handcrafted cannabis products such as CBD, CBG, CBN, and Delta 8 made from hemp in Austin, Texas. Their selection of products includes beauty products, concentrates, edibles, merch, pet supplies, pre-rolls, tinctures, topicals, and accessories. For more information, visit austinitecannabis.co or you can visit their storefront location at 2009 East Cesar Chavez Street in Austin, Texas. Oak Cliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oak Cliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CPG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products quality or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more, to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams and Austin Sam Hariri. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. Joined by co-host Austin Zamhereri. I don't know if that was a uh, Silence of the Lambs dance you were doing over there, or... <laughs> I was waiting for you to put some chapstick on. I wasn't sure what you are going to do. <laughs> I, I love I love Phil Collins, and so anytime I hear Phil, Phil Collins, I, I want to dance, you know? Yeah. Hey, well, there was no jacket required, and you fulfilled that. So, <laughs> awesome, man, this has been such an exhilarating conversation, Jay. So, I really appreciate you taking the time to Definitely. jump on with us and and chat. I guess I want to transition into kind of, I guess, some some recent recent stuff. Yeah. Tell us about your experience with South by Southwest that just rolled through. Uh, we haven't had a South by Southwest in two years, Ooh. and so. We anticipated a big bang. What was your experience like? A big bang. It was fabulous. Like, y'all, this probably the best South by I think I've been to, honestly, and a part of. We um, were lucky enough to be introduced to a celebrity chef, Nikki Stewart. And uh, she said, hey, bitch, I want you. I'm coming back to Austin. We're doing an infused dinner. and I'm coming for South by. And this is the backstory. And I think it's really fucked up. And that's why I'm going to share it. She's a woman of color in the cannabis community. She's a celebrity chef doing the fucking thing. She was invited on a panel and they removed all the colored people from the panel. And so she said, you know what? I'm still coming, bitch. And I'm going to show the fuck out. We're still going to do an infused dinner. I'm going to tell all my people, 
And you guys, we had less than probably oh, three weeks to get um, the tickets sold and, and all that, but it wasn't just selling the tickets. I'm talking to telling people we're doing a full on THC infused dinner with a celebrity chef. They're like, you mean Delta eight? And I'm like, Mm-mm. like, uh, marijuana, like you mean Delta eight and Delta nine. I was like, you know, like if you were to go to California and do an infused dinner. Yeah. I was like, that's exactly what you're going to experience. And so it was really by my word. And just telling people about it. And then I went, I did a live with her so people could see who she was and just fill her out and hear about what uh, her experiences are like. And we sold out that motherfucker. It was like 200 plus tickets, sold it out. And it was the most amazing experience for my community to see people come. They were so anxietyed out. Like everybody stood in line to get in and nobody knew what to expect. And Everybody got their seats and then she came out and introduced herself and was like, this is how the night's going to go. This is what journey you're going to go on. Anytime you feel like you're too high, let me know. We have some pill that you can take and it'll bring you back down, which it does fucking work. I've seen it work. And man, just by that first course. So all the courses, it was six course bougie ass infused dinner. Each course was THC infused, different milligrams. And then your um, cocktail, mocktail that matched the course was CBD infused. So she, and it was all nano infused. So within 10, 15 minutes, you felt the effects. And um, she just took you on this ride where like that first meal of the 15 minutes, everybody's just kind of like, you know, okay. And then the meal came out and everybody's like, oh, this is delicious. And like at 10 minutes, you can just see whoosh, everybody sit back and enjoying. Like the mood just was, and at the end of the dinner, people were coming up to me and like, I can't believe I experienced this here in Texas. I was like, I know, I know. You're I went, welcome. Yeah. Like, I went to one last October. She came and it was kind of really fast. And told her, if you ever come back, hit me up, like, please, I need to share this with my community. And so she, they hit me up and they said, Hey, she wants you a part of it. Let's do this. And so we've made a lifelong friend. I love her. And she's like, I will be back, bitch. I will, I'm coming back. We're going to do it again. So yeah. next year I, I saw, I saw a few like clips through social media. <clears throat> I was extremely jealous. And yeah, was I, I wish I was there. Yes. Y'all there was a smoking patio. So I told people like anytime, if you see me get up, go, I, I fucking stuffed probably like three dozen plus fucking little mini joints for everybody to smoke on. I told them, don't bring anything. Find me. I got you. Like, come find me. Like I had my, fuck, I had like 20 blunts, 30 joints and just passing them out to people on the smoke patio. And I felt like after every meal, I'd go to the patio and people were like, you're going again. I'm like, come on, let's go. If you want to go, let's go. It was fucking awesome. Awesome. Don't hang up with cool kids unless you're ready to be cool, right? I'm telling you, a few of them had to tap out. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so next year. Yes, you're there. Call us. Call us. Yes, I got you. I got you. <laughs> that was my South by though. It was fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous. I'm just I'm just astounded by the fact that like last moment they went, let's remove the people of color from this panel. You're me. And, and I'm I'm wondering like. There's got to be some sort of repercussion they're going to face for that. That just, yeah, it, it seems pretty obvious. That, but they did remove everyone except for all the people that were, that were Caucasian. So it, I felt for her. She was really excited about that panel and it just. This was a cannabis panel to be yeah, clear, correct? It sure was. Yeah. Which panel was this? I think, I think, I think everybody deserves to know the panel because then, Honestly, we, then we can find out who was operating it. 
Exactly. I need to confirm that. I'm not sure which panel it was, but it was a cannabis panel. So. It just sounds so regressive for A, Austin, B, South by Southwest, yeah. right? Because we, yeah. we, we tend to think of Austin as probably the most commute, the most um, inclusive yes. major metropolitan area in the state of Texas. And uh, to just hear something like that go down uh-huh. is, is uh, lets you know, A, how far we are behind in Texas and also how far we are behind from a cannabis standpoint, right? Like when we talk about we're legalizing faster than we are dealing with the repercussions of 100 years of marijuana prohibition, that's kind of the situation we're in, right? We're seeing yeah. a lot of white male Anglo men who are championing major profit-driven publicly traded companies uh, who are dominating the space and making millions and millions and billions of dollars in some cases, while we still have 40,000 plus people sitting behind bars for doing the same exact thing. Same fucking thing. The same thing. My brother was one of them, y'all, that works at the shop. I feel like he doesn't mind that I tell the story, but like, I feel so bad for him. Like, he put himself through ITT tech. Like he's techie fucking smart as hell. Like wanted to do the gaming thing, went through school, put himself through it, everything. Like did it all, got his dream job. Everybody there fucking smoked. Then they hit him with, hey, we got to drug test you for the job. Well, he knew he was going to fail it. So he fucking they lost his job. It was on his record. And now he's, you know, he started from the ground up at his other place. And I said, fuck that, come work for me. Come on. It's going to be yours anyways when I pass away. So come on. So, yeah. <laughs> Not for like a hundred years from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it feels good to have him there. We have my brother. We have Francisco's brother. So it truly is a family business. But yeah, I think it's, it's really disgusting that our people, and my brother did jail time too. So that's another thing. You know, he, in Lockhart, they, uh, pulled him over he was actually and i know this is true i know he's telling the truth he was going to look for weed and he got pulled over and they pulled him over and they found a roach in his car and he's like bitch if i knew that roach was there i would have smoked it i was looking for weed he's like they planted it on me so we got a lawyer and the lawyer asked for the camera and everything happens to be the cop's camera and the car camera happened to be turned off of course uh, and the yeah. cop camera is supposed to be required to be on during the whole time during the stop. But you got it. It, you, got it. you got it. And then the, on top of that, they said, oh, not only did we find a roach, we found a bag with seeds and, seeds and stems and things. So they charged him for the weight of that, too. For the weight of seeds oh, and stems? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the they're roach. only supposed to charge you for, for an actual usable amount. And they're charging right. him with seeds and stems. Now, y'all, y'all know this is probably about, fuck, 15 years ago. Like, we're a little bit older. So, oh, yeah. Okay. And Lockhart. Right. Yeah. And, and in Lockhart. Yeah. Yeah. What and county I, is Lockhart in? Caldwell. Oh God, yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, it sounds very similar. I was arrested in 2010 for possession under two ounces, and all they mm-hmm. found, I'm not bullshitting you. 0. 0.8 ounces. 0. 0.8. Not even they didn't even or I'm sorry, 0. 0.8 grams. They didn't even find one gram of seeds and stems. That was the evidence they produced. And that's what they arrested me for. And um, I'll be honest with you. The only reason they really arrested me was because I have brown skin. And they were just looking for a reason. Marijuana, very, very easy to arrest somebody for marijuana in Texas. All you, I smell it. You see it, any kind of residue trace. 
done. I can get you arrested easily. Um, and so that sounds very familiar. And I'm very the same. My brother is of color as well. And I definitely think, you know, and that's the thing. He was with a friend that was white. They let him go. My brother did everything. And and even the friend was like, no, it's like, no. And he said, no, you're going. This is, um, this is a town where we recently had another guest on mono amiga and we talked about during part of that episode where a san marcos police officer ran a stop sign hit another car killed they killed the person in the car they had an open container of alcohol in the car which was found the guy on camera told lockhart i'm responsible for this had i been paying attention and not run the stop sign i wouldn't have killed that lady the guy admitted it and then what happens to him they go, well, we're going to go to grand jury and there's no indictment. There's not enough evidence here that he did anything wrong. That's that's Lockhart for you. No, let me tell you about Rob's. So later on, we move out of Lockhart. We're here in Austin. We see in the fucking paper that same fucking cop goes to fucking jail for how he was doing like ride alongs with young girls. Mm. And the two young girls said that he touched them. This motherfucker went to jail. I was like, this motherfucker. No one in Lockhart liked him. He, you were out past dark. It was like shark in the town. He would come and wait. He would wait to see anybody after dark. And you, have to, be, you have to be above 18 to do a damn ride along. Yes. And they were not 18. No. I mean, it's not unsimilar to the situation we've seen in Wichita Falls, where we had a disgraced officer who was arresting people and then seizing evidence and smoking it on camera in the unit. So like, you know, um, you know, in Texas, Texas loves to be very, very pro police. And, um, you know, we're not anti-police, but we want to look at smart approaches to policing and marijuana just in any format is, it's so antiquated, you know, this isn't 1982 anymore. This is, we're, 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 we're in 2022 and marijuana is legal in almost half the country, just from a recreational standpoint, for a, from a medical standpoint, it's available in another seven, you know, 75% of the country. So it's just, uh, it's unfortunate real quick. I want to just make sure that what we talked about, uh, San Emmanuel Omega, that was in San Marcos, right? Not Lockhart. Oh no, no. It happened out in Lockhart with a San Marcos off-duty police officer in his personal vehicle. Oh, okay. Wow. So he was in Caldwell County. Yes. Off-duty. Oh, wow. That is. See? That's crazy. And I I know this is kind of, I just, you know, because I tend to get someone when I tend to smoke cannabis, I, uh, I tend to venture off on tangents, but since you are being from Lockhart, do you like barbecue? I do. I do love barbecue. The only thing is I can't eat anymore. Y'all I got fucking liver issues. So when my dad passed, he had stress the liver. And I tell you being empathic, I feel like I sucked the energy out of him and took that motherfucker because I was diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver after he passed and I do not drink. And they said, you have the most, alcoholic liver we've ever seen i'm like okay i don't drink they're like oh well it has to be um hereditary i said both my parents my i'm some adopted and both my birth parents i asked them do you drink they're like no we just smoke weed i was like okay so with my liver being all cirrhosis out i can't really eat like uh red meats anymore things like that so the barbecue chicken yes i eat but the red meats i can't enjoy anymore i love to look at it you go to kreitz (laughs) 
Yes. That's the spot in Lockhart. Yep. And Smitty's and, you know, even Chisholm Trail. Smitty's. Yeah. I love Smitty's. I, I love the sister. And then Chisholm Trail, too. They got those sides. Mm, it's like, it seems like every there's more and more being built. Like, everybody knows in Texas knows Lockhart for barbecue. It's and so like, so, like, all you got to do if you want a barbecue joint, move to Lockhart, build That's out, it. and then you can expand across the state. There you go. That's it. So, That's so, it. so, given that you know about Kreitz, I want to know Ooh. if this is accurate the way I describe Kreitz. Kreitz is like marching through, I guess, like a boot camp concentration camp. There's no utensils. There's none of that. They just they give you a piece of paper. You tell them what you want. You're like, meat, this meat. And they go, okay. They put the meat on the paper. Oh. You pick the paper up. <laughs> You, you go, you walk down the line and they're like, what do you want to drink? And then you just shove a drink in front of you and well, they, they shove a container of beans and mac and cheese. And you're like, where's the utensils? Like you eat it with your hands, get to a table. You get some bread, some cheese, maybe a pickle. And then you better grab some bread. And that's yeah. what happens. you use it like that. You scoop it. Yeah. yeah. And it's butcher paper. Tear that shit. That's your plate. That's it. I think it was We're recently. They finally the added spoons. <laughs> Did they? I was wondering. I was wondering because some of the stuff was like you need some utensils for some of it, but yeah, that's straight up caveman style. It's just butcher paper meat. Bam, bam, eat. I just Good. remember going there when I was young, and it was like, hey, you eat the food, get, sit, yes. eat it with your hands, and, and it's I was like, hot. Like, oh well, at the Smitty's location before they like split, the brother and sister had like drama and they split. The old location, the Smitty's one, when you walk in and you like order your meat there, and it's all fucking hot with the goddamn thing right there. I love that. Oh, I'm getting me all excited. I'm like, Ooh, we're going to eat. We're going to eat. Yeah. So good. Well, now I live at the end of Mopac in Austin. So the closest place for me Fuck. is Salt Lake. I'm oh, yeah. like a 10 minute drive from Salt Lake. Yes. 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 Yeah. You're close then. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So on a positive note, I said I was going to bring it in. You remember those? Yes, I do. Damn. I can't believe you still have it. That's, that's awesome. I think I've had this thing for about seven going on eight years now. Yes. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Quality that's product. Coming full circle. Seriously. So, wow. y- so y'all know whatever she recommends, it's going to last you. It's a good product. You know what? Because I fucking tried it. Trust me. When I get oh, shit, yeah. I try to break it. I try to break it. And then I try to go through the warranty because I want to see what that's like also. So I firsthand experience and tell you what you're going to have to go through or you know what you have to do like let me do all that that's that's what i'm here for you troubleshoot everything so that way there's no troubleshooting when the consumer purchases yeah or if they do i tell them instagram me i'll do a video with you call me text me i'll show you how to use it i've been through two moves with this thing two moves and i've made sure it stuck with me that's how good this thing is that's good hell yeah you make me want to go look them up again (laughs) (laughs) so as we wrap up, plug your website where people can find you. Yes. So y'all know we're in this cannabis space. So we got two websites. So our main one for all your CBD and lifestyle, it's maryj.com. And then for all your uh, THC needs, it's going to be maryjcannabis.com. So come find us. Come see us. What is what is your physical store location? Yes. Physical store, South Lamar. It's 2110 South Lamar, Suite E as in Edward. We are right smack next to uh, Queen Spa, Bird's Barbershop, and right across the street from, you already know, a barbecue spot, Laurel. So can't get away from that barbecue. How far, you know, you mentioned where you're at, or how far away from Zilker are you, your shop? Oh, what do you think? 10 minutes, not even? Like, well, that's probably 
maybe like five minutes, depending on traffic. Honestly, so you could get Not so far. so somebody could easily get your product and go chill out at the park. Yeah, dude, come to the store, hop on a scooter, ride down to the little park, and enjoy. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, now everybody Definitely. knows where to go before they hit up ACL Fest this year. You are come see me. I got you. I got you. Come see me. Hell yeah. All righty. I will. We appreciate having you here. It's wonderful, wonderful conversation. It's as Austin Thank said, you. full yeah. full circle. Yeah, and, you know, Jay, we, we, we talk, we talk to everybody really across the space. So we talk to, uh, you know, legislators, candidates running for office. We talk to, um, people in the industry. We've talked to rock stars, you know, um, it's always, it's always so much fun when we get to talk to somebody who's so real, so down to earth, like, um, not only could you buy from Mary Jane, you want to hang out with Mary Jane, you know? Yes, and I want you to. That's the thing. I'm your best friend, bitch. I'm telling you. Right. <laughs> but we love you. Thank you so much for being here. So much love for you guys. You know that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, family. So that is going to wrap it up for the Lone Star Collective podcast, episode 32. I'm your host, Jesse Williams, joined by co-host Austin Zam Hariri. Our guest this week was Mary J. And she plugged her websites and her store location. You can find her there. Order online. Hit her up before ACL Fest if you're physically there. So you get your stuff and quickly walk all over to the park. We appreciate you joining us. Have a great Thank week. You. Y'all too. Much love. Much love. Adios. Bye.